the end of the year, I tend to evaluate uh, and look ahead. I think that's just natural for everyone, right? Uh, you, you kind of sort out what got done, what didn't, what should be done, what, you know, and then you work on that. And um, with that in mind, I was looking at um, three pictures that Paul gives near the end of his life where he's talking about what was important and what he saw as, as uh, having accomplished in regard to the faith. And I just I want to draw those three pictures out just a bit because uh, in some ways it helps us with today. Um, the first is, and this is out of uh, 2 Timothy chapter 4. He says, I'm being poured out like a drink offering. The time of my departure is near. I fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. And I was, I was looking at that and thinking, the drink offering in the Old Testament was something they did in sacrifice to God where they would pour out a, a liquid and it was, it was in honor of God. But when we look at our own lives that way and say, I'm like a drink offering poured out, to me that's like there's a hand that's controlling my life that I have no control over. And some of the events of my life, you know, this tipping out and the emptying of my life, there are things that I don't have control. And the question is, am I going to trust God with the things that I don't have control over? And it's valuable at times just to say, these are things that I keep looking at that I realize I don't have the full control that I would like or want, but I trust the goodness of God with this even so. It's a good hand pouring out my life, so to speak. Every time I make a financial plan, we're no more than six months into it, and it changes. I already mentioned I'm dialed in. And then along comes something that changes it. And I'm going, I don't want to change. I have a plan. And it's just like I have a choice in that moment what's being tipped out. And I'm I going to perceive it as good or not. Because once again, I'm realizing I'm not in control of this thing. There are facets of my life that, uh, yes, I can make decisions, but there are other things that just... It's, it's as if my life's being poured out, and I can see it happening, but I have no control over that hand that's doing the pouring. And the question is, am I going to trust the Lord with that even so? The second picture, and, and I, I pull these pictures because they aren't connected in a sense, except that they are pictures of faith that we participate in. He says, I fought the good fight. And unless you're an idiot, you don't go picking fights. But regularly, you get into things that are conflict, right? And there's a dimension of our life in Christ where we, we, when we step into a relationship with Him, we stepped into a fight that started long before us. You know, if Satan was there in the garden tempting Eve, 
That happened a long time ago. And the picture that we get in Scripture is that this fight is going to go on until the end of time. When Satan's finally going to be destroyed. But right now, it says that my life is involved in some kind of conflict whether I want it or not. And so I can try to ignore it and say, oh, it's, you know, it'll all, it, it just, you know, if, if I just act nice, uh, you know, it'll eventually work out. Says who? You, you were tossed into a fight whether you want it or not. And so sometimes that's on the outside, right? Sometimes that, that means that relationships get thrown against each other in ways that you're going, I don't want this fight, but I still have to participate. Or you get into a thing with ideologies and you're going, I, I don't want to be perceived this way, but that's the way it is. Now, what am I going to do about that? Am I going to challenge it or not? Or I'm being forced into a box that, no, that doesn't work for me. And there has to be a willingness to stand up and, and declare. Earlier, um, Paul starts his final charge to Timothy in uh, about chapter 3, verse 10. And he talks, he says, you know, you know my teaching, you know my way of life, you know my purpose, my faith, my love, my endurance, my, the persecutions and sufferings, and he goes on, you know, he's just, he says, you know me. And, and he says, you know, there's suffering, he says, anybody who's going to serve God is going to face persecution. Just lays it out. Whether you want to or not, part of the package. And he says, evil men are just going to get worse. But he says, you, you commit yourself to the things that value are important. And he, he gives a beautiful declaration about Scripture in that portion that he says, you know, throw yourself into this. And he says, it's God-breathed. It's inspired. It's valuable to you. And so he's... He's essentially saying, yeah, you're in a fight. You don't have to give in to that. You don't have to live evilly. You can devote yourself to a different path. He says you can, you know, you can uh, uh, become convinced of what you're about. You can, you can let the scripture pull your life into to right thinking, so to speak. All Scripture is useful for rebuking, correcting, training, and righteousness so the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So he, he does, he says, there's a, there's a value here. And he says, you know, in the future, he says, there's going to be a lot of people that are just going to flock to teachers and tell them whatever they want to hear. Itching ears is the, the, the comment, you know, the picture that he gives. But you, keep your head, he says. So this conflict that goes on, you know, and sometimes, you know, it's conflict on the outside, but sometimes it's conflict within, right? When the enemy couples with our own natural selfishness, there's a lot of junk that can come out, right? 
I shudder at times to my greed where I just kind of, whoa. You know, I get glimpses of, of my behavior. And it's like, oh, that's disgusting. You don't have to say amen in that moment. <laughs> but it's almost, there are times too when bitterness is my friend. You know, I'm, I'm angry and I'm hurt and he's like, I, I just want to dwell in this for a little while. And yet, in the Lord, it's like, no, it's inappropriate. It's interesting, even after this passage at the end of the book, you know, Paul's reviewing some things. He says, Demas deserted me. He just, he took off. There was no one there at my first defense, he says. And he said, may it not be held against them. I'm walking through this thing this week, and I remember an incident 30 years ago where I wasn't defended by friends. And I don't think I'd ever declared, may this not be held against them. And I'm going, okay. No, you know, it's, it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to choose righteousness when, it, when you finally see things for what they are? Or are you going to step away? You know, and, and, you know, even he, he mentions Alexander. He says, he did, a, he did a lot of harm to me. And he doesn't say, you know, just, you know, forget it. He, he says, be careful of him. He's not telling Timothy to trust him. He just, be careful. This guy's dangerous. You know, he sees it, and he's not, he's not asking for some... Um, blind, just, oh, it's all good. But seeing it for what it is, he's still choosing righteousness. And so he's, he's making these right choices, even though he sees things as they are. So sometimes we're in the fight, and he says, I fought the good fight. And it's, it's good to just say, I'm going to Keep at this, declaring truth as long as I live and breathe. Then the final picture is, he says, I've run the race. Uh, finished the race, not just run. I've finished the race. And that's, that's like, you know, the, it's not the thing that's out of control. It's not the thing that you're being tossed into whether you want it or not. But a race is something you choose to do. And, and you choose to, to move with excellence, and you choose with purpose to give your very best. And you choose to go all out so that you can win the prize. Each step counts. Endurance is needed. And he's saying, I've run and finished the race. And out of that, then he says, Now there is in store for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award me on that day, not only to me, but all to have longed for his appearing. So I guess in saying that, as we move into the new year, for the things that are out of control, you know, <laughs> 
that life being emptied and poured out. It's time to declare the goodness of God in that again. And even to define, you know, these areas of my life, I feel like they're just, they're beyond my ability to figure out. But I trust Him. It's, it's good to come to terms with that. Say, so I, I, I trust Him in this. And there are times when, you know, we're in, a, in the middle of a conflict. And we may not have picked the fight, but we, we have to participate. And, and, and it's one of those things where you'd, you'd like to just have peace, but it's not there. And even in that, it's appropriate to say, God, I'm going to choose your choices in this. So even in conflict, I'm going to trust you and do what you ask. And then finally, we pray for the consistency of life that chooses excellence in the Lord day after day after day. And then looks ahead and says, I can affect this, and this, is, I can, this choice is something that I know is righteous, so this is what I'm going to chase in the Lord. Believing that He will award me on that day as He sees fit. So I just I, I toss those out to you and say, let's enter this new year together, rejoicing in the Lord and His goodness. Let's acknowledge that whether it be out of control, whether it be a conflict, or whether it be just that choice of consistency, let's, let's allow the Lord to work through us mightily in Him. We thank you for your scripture that speaks life to us. We thank you for the example of a man like Paul. Now, Lord, help us to step forward in you and see this year as potentially the, the most awesome that's ever been in you for our lives. Amen. With that in mind, <laughs> we're going to participate in communion and in a sense, again, affirm this relationship that we have in the Lord. When Jesus said, not my will be done, yours, it was literally hours before his blood was going to be shed and his body broken, right? You know what we're recognizing so in that sense he was yielding control and saying pour out my life as you wish so you know let's let's just take a moment and say do I have some control issues <laughs> that you want to deal with and to let me embrace uh, you know that control thing so to speak and let you have your way, whatever it is, and I'll call it good in you. So let's let's just take a moment that way and, and let the Lord work in our hearts, okay? In the same way, the conflict that he was in, it appeared that it was loss, right? He dies. And so, in that sense, there are times in the conflict where every outward appearance is that it's loss, it's not victory.
and yet out of that came the new life and his resurrection. And so there has to be a confidence in us as well that even in conflict and even in the appearance of loss in the moment, that victory is still in store. And so let's again take a moment and just say whatever the conflict, again, this is yours and let your victory come through as you want. And then finally, the fact that he ran the race and finished it in such a way that he came out victorious is something that we hold dear. And so in the same way, we have the right to say, Lord, in the race that I'm running, what do you desire of me? Where do you desire me to go? What do you desire me to do? What do you want me to say? How do you want it said? All of those things can be put before him and we can anticipate him guiding and directing us and allowing us to finish the race appropriately. So again, one more time, I ask you to just take a little bit of time and just say, what about the race are you wanting to speak to me in this moment? I always put a PS on this. Um, it, when you're in a, a, a fight, so to speak, even if you win, there are marks in uh, regularly bruising, right? Um, but in God's economy, what happens temporally to us is not significant enough of impact to dissuade the goodness of eternal, the eternal. So even he could have his son beaten and his beard plucked out and whatever horrors hanging on the cross. It, it didn't overcome the value of the eternal and what was in store. And so that has to be a part of our thinking in daily life. The temporal just cannot squelch the goodness of what is eternal in the Lord. Just can't. And so we cling to that and we carry it together. May your blessing rest on these, your people. May they know the fullness of favor that you intend for their lives. May they discover with joy your hand guiding each step. Ask, Lord, as each one goes into the community, that you'll give them words of life to speak. Let this be a great new year, where they have opportunity to carry out the workings of your kingdom. Gift them with the supernatural, I pray. May you lift it up and exalt it. We love you this day. Amen. Amen. God bless you.